open up to understanding that this is a very ambiguous thing that you're now working on. You better have a to-do list that's going to be 50 or 100 things. You're going to have a very hard time prioritizing it. And even if you do, something's going to come up 90 minutes from now, but they may take a whole new focus because it's a very unique opportunity. Hi, and welcome to the 1CA podcast. My name is John McElligot, your host for today's episode. We're joined today by Michael Coates and Mark Grimes, serial entrepreneurs based in Portland and hosts of the Startup Radio Network. Gentlemen, welcome to the 1CA podcast. Thank you very much for having us. Absolutely. Now, you guys are serial entrepreneurs. You've both created many companies. There are many current and former civil affairs soldiers and Marines who start small businesses, especially if they're reserve. Marine Corps, certainly an Army, majority of the civil affairs community is reserve. So they're working for someone or working for themselves. And there are a lot of people who retire out of civil affairs, retire out of the military, who have an idea that may have been percolating around for years, and they just decided to launch this new venture and privatize maybe something they were doing in the military or continuing possibly with the connection with the VA or the government somehow, or just starting a new venture that's totally outside of their military background. So maybe later on, if you guys could offer some tips for those people and how to translate that idea into a new venture, that would be great. Do our best. Thank you very much. Well, Michael and Mark, I wanted to uh, get into your background. So, Michael, maybe if you could start, you know, how long have you been an entrepreneur? What are some of the companies that, that you've been working on? And how did you get connected to Mark? Like most entrepreneurs, I couldn't hold a job. So, <laughs> what does that mean? You, you didn't like well, to work for other people? The, 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 the very quick uh, uh, background probably is I worked for Ross Perot's EDS company a long, long time ago, and that put my wife and I uh, in in San Francisco, where we both uh, got exposed to uh, big corporations, her in advertising, me, of course, in what we call data processing in those days. We moved back to our Portland, Oregon original uh, home, we start an advertising agency together, and it just, you know, from an idea, she has a tremendous uh, graphic background, and we did that together for 15 years, she still runs the agency, and then I started um, just looking for other things to do, including uh, business brokerage, and then I got involved in the startup community and put on the first startup weekend in Portland, and this... Uh, guy named Mark Grimes, who headed up NetSpace, gave us his space for free, which we desperately needed because we didn't have any money. And uh, we actually got reconnected. We had met years before and then didn't see each other uh, in between. Uh, NetSpace is a co-working space. Mark is very, very startup friendly. And uh, he is a true serial entrepreneur. He's done some very big things uh, globally. And then I just loved what he was doing in this uh, NetSpace community. So I got to be part of it, and we started to, yeah, started helping out. And we had this idea to do a round the world uh, startup athon, interviewing startup people in local uh, the area, different countries of the world, one country per hour, and uh, have that hosted by a, an investor in that same country. It didn't quite come off that way. This is about three years ago, but we liked the whole podcasting as it turned into uh, media. And so with January this year, our turned our podcast business into Startup Radio Network, which is a 
global discussion of entrepreneurs. That's about as succinct as I've ever been in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's the shortest I've ever made. I'm, I'm really proud of myself. <laughs> Congrats. Well, your, thank your, you. Your turn, Mark. Yep. So, in 1989, I started my first company. Um, and it was a uh, called Arts Marketing Association. It was a global network of marketing directors and performing arts groups. Nothing like it existed at the time. Uh, this was obviously way pre-real internet, so all this stuff was done via mail and phone calls and everything else. Um, and found after doing that, we got a cash flow positive in under 90 days, and it ran it for about two, two and a half, three years, and then sold it, and I was hooked from, from there on. Um, I love working with startup founders and doing startups myself, um, especially the bootstrap founders that are really really getting their, you know, getting into the grindstone and really making it happen and really building a solid real business. Like Michael said, we connected a few years ago. Um, out of it, the Startup Radio Network has really flourished uh, over the last year. Um, we now have uh, a, a network of four shows that we run every Friday back to back, four shows in a row, which we can go into, into detail if you want to on those. Um, and then every uh, we, we have anywhere from 50,000 to 180,000 listeners to the show, and we'll be adding more shows to the network uh, early next year. That's great. Are most of the listeners based in the U.S. or Western Hemisphere? Uh, the last time we looked at the numbers, I think it was like 30%, 25 to 30% were overseas. Wow. Uh, um, which, to be candid, that's what we're looking for, because we want to build a global network of entrepreneurs not just a U.S.-centric based network. Right. Well, I guess it, it's all in English, but English is sort of the the language of business around the world, right? Uh, so you'd think it was all in English, but we actually have a show called Latino Founder Hour that's all in Spanish, uh, talking to Spanish founders around the world. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, well, I wanted to go into some more detail about the four shows that you have. I wanted to ask you, though, first, what is it about the bootstrap startup that really draws your attention to them? The people. Okay. And that's what we love about And the four shows we hopefully will be expanding by uh, Q1 2019 to at least six, possibly eight, uh, because we're looking for micro slices of the startup community. I, I know this uh, podcast is supposed to be evergreen. Hopefully this will be changing. But when you go to uh, – people go to look for podcasts of – an entrepreneur, da, 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 da. it's usually some digital guy in his 30s who you know, sold his software company for a zillion dollars. And that, that's great to hear the first one, but after a while, how many people really can relate to a person like that? Right. Whereas if you slice off uh, who are Latinos who have started business, that appeals to it. That uh, has a direct connection to a certain audience. LGBTQQ, uh, and you know, with Dave Dahl and Felony Inc., how many ex-felons have started a business? Well, really, quite a few, and uh, provides a lot of inspiration to mainly guys who are getting out of, uh, of prison uh, that, that they could do something like this. And then, of course, our veteran startups, which is near and dear to your heart. Uh, how about people who have had a military career get back into the uh, public life and uh, all of a sudden, what are they going to do? 
and uh, we're going to get a job, we're going to try and get a job, you're going to take what you've learned in the military, which could be an IT background, could be a security background, could be uh, avionics, could be you know, all kinds of things that you come out of skills. How can you turn that into making a living entirely on your own? And it's grasping, you know, taking uh, control of the environment that you have out there, looking for opportunity, looking to serve others, make a profit so that you can stay in business, uh, finding a, a pain or a need or something that people will trade their money for because you know they do want it or they do need it, and that's what you know life is all about. That's leading a real uh, meaningful life and leaving an impression behind you too. And these, this is where wealth wealth is built. Wealth is built by serving other people. Right. And that's uh, okay. I, I, now you see the rambling that I <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So to bring that back home, yeah. to bring that back home, John. So basically, while we do talk to and know a lot of founders that have raised million or millions of dollars for their startups, the bootstrapped uh, startup founders, the ones that are just trying to grow real businesses and lean businesses, first of all, that's the majority of startups. That's 95% or more of them. Those are real businesses and real people doing real things. The big companies, the people that are trying to build the Ubers of the world, Airbnbs, yeah, they need to have a boatload of money. Those are also the unicorns. That's also... For a lot of founders, that becomes a, what's it called? It's not, it's a false start because all of a sudden they think they're raising money rather than growing a business. Right. Whereas lean businesses and, uh, uh, lean startups, you know, they're focused from darn near day one, you know, hey, let's go talk to our customers. Let's find out what's going on. They're, they're focused on what any real company needs to do anyway. That's a better answer. <laughs> There are a lot of those. I mean, in the veteran space, there are a lot of veterans who will start up a coffee roaster or brewery or um, a service that provides training for disabled veterans or takes them hunting or fishing or, you know, just has a a clothes washing. I mean, it's it's all over the range. Um, And most you're right. Most of those businesses are small and they stay small and they may get sold or bought up by somebody else. Exactly. Well, they fold. That's I mean, fantastic. that's and then they try again. Yeah, exactly. Well, a lot of times, a lot of a lot of first-time entrepreneurs, it's kind of like a first-time writer. That the person that writes that first novel, it's kind of acknowledged afterwards. That first novel is always crap, <laughs> and then they learn, and by the second novel, they get a lot better. And a lot of first-time businesses, the founder gets into it, they don't know what to expect. You can read all the books and all that stuff, all the book learning. You don't know. Yeah. And only after you started do you realize, oh my gosh, I need a I need a company that's in the B to C space, not the B to D play space. Right. Or or I need a big staff, or I need very little staff. I mean, all those things you learn only after doing the first one. So um, which gets into the whole obviously the serial entrepreneur thing. There's a great myth that all these startup companies that launched the unicorns that they didn't have any problems and that never happens. Exactly. Never. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Let's, so let they have public relations people to cover that up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> let's go into more detail about the four shows that you have. You have the Veteran Founders Podcast. You have two hosts for that. Um, what's the focus for the Veterans Founders Podcast and the other three shows that you have? You, you anyway. trust me again? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> this will be the rest of the show, listeners, so buckle down. Yeah, you, you can turn off now and save yourself some pain. Uh, veterans, obviously, uh, about uh, mainly retired military. There aren't too many active military people who can start a business on the side, but it happens occasionally. Uh, but, uh, you know, they 
face a unique challenge. And of course, you know, especially the ones who've come back from a combat situation because they've got uh, PTSD uh, to deal with a lot of the times. And uh, they come back with this um, uh, mentality and an attitude that does sometimes translate to uh, the society in which they uh, d decide to uh, you know, build a business. So they have to make some real... Uh, real mental changes as, as well, some uh, personality changes too. So they have difficult uh, hurdles to jump. Uh, Josh Carter and uh, Carmen uh, Nazario. Nazario, I have trouble with that. Uh, they are two veterans who start up businesses, and uh, Carmen's very, very successful uh, in uh, her group. Elon, uh, Elion, God, Michael, Elion and National. International. Um, Josh has started uh, Patriot Boot Camp. Uh, these are uh, you know, boot camps that are, are helping uh, vets do that start because sometimes the toughest thing is to just start and do it because you're usually going to fail that first time. And dealing with that is, is the hardest part. Uh, let's see, the other three I mean, uh, Rhodes Perry, Kenling, uh, the out entrepreneur, LGBTQQ folks who uh, have really had to uh, either keep it in the closet if they want to keep their uh, business going or keep their job. When they finally come out, they're just getting pasted and having to jump over that hurdle of find a business that a uh, place of pain that they can serve. Latino Founder Hour. I mean, we've got people who uh, snuck in the border and you know had to wait X amount of years before they could uh, say something. Uh, out in public and say where they were really from, and they you know had a business going and, and really had to overcome some hardships in order to uh, to uh, make that business work. Uh, no, didn't speak the language, uh, no money, blah 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 blah, the usual uh, immigrant story. And then ex felons, uh, excuse me, felony ink with ex felons, they've uh, endured a, a lot of uh, pressure, pain. But what you find out is. Uh, a lot of them are thankful for their time in prison because that's when they finally got a chance to look at themselves and to work on themselves. And it took being put in prison with all nothing but time on their hands to figure it out. And they come out and do some uh, fantastic businesses. Uh, that's the uh, that's a, the uh, that's, lineup for now. That's the current lineup right now. Then the uh, Filming Inc. is hosted by some people may know the host is Dave Dahl, who is the, the founder of Dave's Killer Bread. It's tasty bread. We have it in the local oh. grocery stores near us. Yeah, it's so good. Where, where, where are you again? What part of the country? In Maryland, right by D.C. Okay, nice. Yep. Yeah, they were, I mean, they've been expanding across the nation, so there's still some places they're not in yet, but doing a great job. Dave's no longer involved with the company, but, uh, you know, we really find uh, he pulls out really great stories from these guests of, of um, kind of turnaround, inspiration, um, um and really, the things that, like Michael said, that you know these guys are in there, and, and frankly, a lot of the things that got the guys in prison, they find that once they start selling a different product, <laughs> which is part of their startup, that they, they actually have a lot of the skill sets uh, that really work for a startup founder. Yeah. Uh, they just need to sell something that's legal, not illegal. Right. Is that a photo of Dave on the bread packaging? Yep. Very cool. Yeah. And not only is that a photo of Dave, so here's a... Here's a funny little anecdote too. So when he first started 
antidote? It's not an antidote. <laughs> anyway, good lord, give me some coffee. Um, <laughs> anecdote. Anecdote. So when he uh, when he started out, not only was his character on the, the bread with him playing guitar with the long hair and the whole bit, um, he also had his actual personal cell phone number on every loaf, on every package. <laughs> no. Yeah, and he did this for a few years. I mean, he was going to farmer's markets, and I mean, he really... He really cared passionately and desperately about the quality of his product and talking to customers. And he didn't do it from a, what's your language situation on this show? Oh, say whatever you want. Okay. He didn't do it from a bullshit PR standpoint of, you know, I'm getting market analysis to blah, blah, blah. He really wanted to hear from people and he'd take into consideration what they would say and he'd really listen to their feedback and communicate and connect with them. Um, and he's still, in many ways, he's still just that guy today too. Right, he's just a true heads down entrepreneur. Likes making really good things, making changes in lives. And uh, uh, anyway, so yeah, the packaging was fantastic, and, and he really oversaw. Not now, again, because he's not in the company, but he oversaw the quality of every product uh, being put out. Oh, and he fantastic. has made it his his mission to get his life in front of other, not just prisoners, but uh, anybody who has been downtrodden. I guess. Yeah. Because yeah. it's yeah, it, it's all about hope and it's all about transformation and uh, you know letting go. Right. One of the things that we found too, John, is you know from all the shows, entrepreneur stories are entrepreneur stories, and and, and at the base of it, the, the 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 biggest mix of what we all connect, we're all connected together. Whether it's ex felons, LGBTQ, Latinos, veterans, whatever, there's that 80% or more shared experience where we learn how to grow a company, how to make it work, and all the stuff that we face together. But it's that 20% that makes the shows unique because there's where people, as Latino founders or women founders or veteran founders, there's that 20% that there's that shared story that makes it unique to that group of people, and that's really where some of the, the shows shine as well. Yeah, it's the story of Dave, it's the story of Michael and Mark, and, yeah. and the person, the people that you would invest in. Exactly. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Do you have an idea for an upcoming podcast or know someone who may be a good person to interview? Contact us at capodcasting at gmail.com. Hi, and welcome back to the 1CA Podcast. Can you give us a preview, if you're allowed to now, of the shows that you're thinking about adding in 2019? Sure. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll share openly, and they could all totally change. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the shows is going to be uh, women founders from around the world, and one of the hosts is uh, Emma McElroy, who's the CEO and founder of Wild Fang, which is a basically kind of a tomboy-related uh, uh, women's clothing company. She's uh, from Ireland, and she's a fantastic storyteller, and she's obviously got a killer accent, too, which really works well for that radio. Helps. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And uh, that's we'll kind of ping-pong back and forth on some of the shows, but that's, that's one of the ones that's under strong development, and uh, we will launch it when the time's right. We are talking to uh, Sarah Batterby, who was a woman in venture capital in the Bay Area years ago, very unusual, uh, moved up to Oregon here for, uh, I guess, just to get get away. Uh, cannabis became legal about this time, so this is about five years ago, and she decided to grow cannabis, and uh, she raised over $5 million uh, for this cannabis grow, which is still going, going strong, uh, but uh, she is about 
funding women's businesses now. Now she started her own consulting group, so she will talk to uh, women founders who are seeking capital and giving advice on you know how to prepare your presentation, who to who to talk to, um, very expert advice, and that is her consulting group right now as well. So that's a real micro slice that's uh, up and coming. I think will be very interesting for people to hear. Um, we're also going to do a show on celebrity founders, celebrity entrepreneurs. Oh, especially over the last seven, eight years, you know, celebrities have become much more involved in the brands that they uh, oversee and manage, like Goop with, uh, oh boy, what's her name? I can't remember the actress's name anyway. Um, but uh, Ashton Kutcher has been very involved in funding a lot of startups. So we're going to talk to both celebrity investors and celebrity startup founders. Um, and the host of that show is Penny Lane. Um, Penny's a Portlander uh, who lives out in Sauvies Island, and uh, she was the she was the person who was the inspiration who the film Almost Famous was based on twenty plus, well, just twenty years ago now, I guess. It was. Yeah, working with the Rolling Stone journalists. Exactly, exactly, and that's going to be a fascinating show, I think, too, because. Again, like we're just saying, you know, even celebrities, just because they have a famous name doesn't mean nothing. Um, you know, you can go into it and still, you can still launch a turd. <laughs> and uh, so so they have to get involved and really kind of focus on growing a real business. So she's going to be able to find out the ins and outs of what what the good and the bad things are about launching and being uh, in a celebrity startup. Yeah, that's probably why they used to be silent investors now. If they see more of their peers coming out in front, that they want to do the same thing, help their brand. Good. Perfect. Good point. Absolutely. Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow, by the way. That's the Goop founder. Ah, yeah. That's right. Goop. Okay. That's a great lineup. What's your calculation for whether you're going to launch something? Is a certain number of episodes, the, the right speaker, the right uh, interviewees that would get it going for an audience? Yes. So, right. So what we do is we actually have a pretty good process now having these four shows all live. So, you know, we want to make sure, first of all, like with Felony Inc., you know, once we got Dave on board with it, we didn't just say, oh, great, let's go with the show. Then we came up with, how are we going to find ex-felon founders and entrepreneurs, a lot of whom who we might assume might not want to talk about they've had this history in their business. <laughs> right. Right. So so that was the challenge. OK, you know, we're just entrepreneurs, just like everybody else out listening to your show. We're like, well, how do we solve that problem? Well, let's who do we talk to here? Oh, here's somebody, you know, somebody at the uh, state, not state department, but at Oregon DOC, no, Oregon um, Secretary of State introduced us to somebody at one of the prisons in town who runs a program called Business in a Box. Um, and we talked to a gentleman there named Dan Bielberg and it teaches entrepreneurship to to people in prison. And uh, we, we started looking, and he introduced us to three people that had gone through his program, graduated, not only graduated, but then got out of prison and now have their own companies. So that was one start. So we started following all these paths to, to, to talking to the right and interesting guests. And once we had about 20, 25, we figured, well, that'll go for at least 20 or 25 weeks now. <laughs> so, so let's push that stone off the side and see if it keeps rolling down here. Yeah, and you find that some interviewees will know other ones, and it just yep. the ball rolls. Yep, exactly. Michael and Mark, where can people go to sign up and listen to the shows that you have? StartupRadioNetwork.com. 
Excellent. And they're live shows on Fridays, is that right? Live on Friday. Every show is recorded, of course, and then edited and turned into a podcast for, for audio listening later. Yep, then we do have some terrestrial, traditional radio stations that are also reaching out to us that want to talk about getting some of our shows on their radio networks, too. Yeah, that's kind of the way that uh, the TED Radio Hour uh, or, or TED shows that were live, recorded, yep. get edited, and then they get posted on NPR and elsewhere. Yeah, they whipped us off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you both about tips that you may have for civil affairs members, people listening to this podcast who have an idea, regardless of how, how far advanced they are, they've been post-military careers or if they are a member of the reserve components yeah. for the Army or Marine Corps. You know, what are some of their first steps to launching a new venture? Do they write something on a napkin, a bunch of napkins? They talk to their state or county about launching it. What do you think? Mark has his formula. I'll, I'll give you my experience with, for what it's worth. And remember, you're getting it for free, and you usually get what you pay for. <laughs> <laughs> Be ready to fail, but get look for a pain point uh, or a need that's real. Fail fast, fail cheap. You know, try a bunch of different things that are really, really inexpensive. The number one rule, when we were in the uh, business in a box down at the uh, Salem prison that uh, Mark was talking about, uh, Dan Bielenberg's program, uh, they said, what's the number one thing that uh, you, number one piece of advice you give? My number one piece of advice, don't run out of money. If you don't run out of money, you always, you're alive. You have options. And people get excited and spend a bunch of money, and they sit back and wait for something to happen, and, and it doesn't, and they're, they're done. They have to go out and start over again or find something new. But fail fast, fail cheap, try a bunch of things, and then be realistic about, is this something anybody will really pay for? And just to be candid, I mean, we're in the startup stages of Startup Radio Network. We've got a goal. We're shooting for a certain value, <laughs> where we want to be with this thing, but we don't know. We're trying it every day. You're going to help uh, spread the word, and so that, that that's a good thing. We spread the word on our own, but we've got to get listeners to our radio show. We've got to get downloads to our podcast, and we've got to hit those kind of numbers before we'll ever know if, if people really, really want this to happen. But we've done it so far on really, really skinny budget, and that's the way to do it. So that would be my number one piece of advice. And you just got to make up your mind, is this what you want as a lifestyle? And can you can you really live with that? Or are you better off getting an 8 to 5 job? Right. And my number one piece of advice is don't listen to Michael. <laughs> no. Um, don't drive like no, my brother. No, no. So, so my, my, you know, so two pieces of advice I think I have. And one is very, very specific to veterans. Because I know veterans are used to, I mean, they're used to just super structured stuff. You know, all the pot like this and do this and do that and and a big part of the answer there is open up to understanding that this is a very ambiguous thing that you're now working on you better have a to-do list that's going to be 50 or 100 things you're going to have a very hard time prioritizing it and even if you do something's going to come up 90 minutes from now but they may take a whole new focus because it's a very unique opportunity so you can't, it can't be, it, it, the trains don't necessarily run on time here. You have to be very open and fluid in that environment where you're balancing all these things that all seem to need your time equal at the same time. Right. Um, so that's very specific advice for, for veterans or people that kind of have to become more accustomed to that lifestyle. Uh, my, my, my broader general. 
general advice, I think, is more, you know, so many people keep focusing on building the thing. Whether it's a product or a service, they build that thing. Um, and they keep building it, and they keep tweaking it, and they keep making it perfect, and they're trying to get it from 98 to 99% perfect and blah, blah, blah. And some people, and Michael and I have seen this happen way too many times, some people keep trying to build that thing, and they're a year and a half or two years into it. And they still don't even, not only do not have the thing, sometimes they don't even have a name for the thing yet. So they can't even settle on a damn brand name. It's like, oh, my God, that's a very, very bad sign. So what you should really do, you have an idea, you write it up in a paragraph or two. Because if it takes you 10 pages to describe it, you're screwed, probably. Write it up in a paragraph or two, and then the next thing, go out and talk to 10 to 20 potential customers that are people that you don't know. It can't be mom and dad. It can't be friends and family. Really, it needs to be potential customers that you really don't know. Because if you can't cold call and if you can't close deals, that's a pretty tough position to be in. And after you talk to those 20 people, your perspective and your own business is going to be very, very different after those 20 phone calls or, or face-to-face coffees or walking meetings or whatever. <laughs> it's going to be very different than it was before you talked to them. That is, for me, by far, one of the best things you can, you can do. It's great. Mark, why don't you also give your guidelines for all the businesses that you have started? Because those are really good. Okay. Guidelines. Uh-oh. I know I'm the dead. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> they, they may have been, maybe my guidelines are write the damn stuff down. Um, well, I mean, you know, one, number one guideline. So uh, I've never written a business plan, and I will never write a business plan because I need to understand the marketing and the marketing side of how the thing works, not a business plan. Because a business plan is really if you're trying to get money from a bank or raise money, and I've never needed to do either of those things. Uh, the second thing is all my businesses have been cash flow positive in 90 days or less. And I've grown two, I hate to use the word multi-million dollar, but anyway, million dollar plus businesses, uh, the biggest of which was, you know, seven million a year in revenue and a full-time staff of 40 people with offices in Portland, San Francisco, and New York, and didn't need to raise money and certainly not, certainly did not need a business plan. Um, so focus on get, getting that thing to cash flow positive. Now, are those my two main things? Uh, yeah, you're doing great. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm faking it. It sounds I'm, wonderful. Fake it till you make it. We say that in the military yeah, exactly. all the time. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm still faking it till I make it. I've been doing this for almost 30 years now. So, um, and that's kind of the main, well, that, and, well, this is further experience, I guess, too. You know, enjoy what, not only enjoy what you're doing, but enjoy the people that you're working with, both as partners and as customers and everything else. Because the last thing you want to do is work yourself into a hellish new job. Why do that? I mean, enjoy what you're doing because, frankly, when you're doing it and you're doing what it is that you do want to do and you enjoy, it's not even work. Yeah. Have a passion for it and look forward to waking up every day to do that. 100%. Yep. Absolutely. I told my wife 30-plus years ago when I met her, I said, I'm never going to retire because I want to do what I want to do every day. Um, and I'm not the kind of person that's going to go hit the golf links and just kind of putter around. I just I want to be doing something and be active and, and build something meaningful. And the best way, I guess, to learn how to do it is simply just to do it. Like the Nike, you know, you guys are in Portland, you guys are in Oregon. So just yep. do it. Just get out there and start something. Listeners to this episode, to this podcast, can learn more by listening to your shows. So beyond your tips... 
I would urge everyone to go to the Startup Radio Network to start listening to some of these live episodes or recorded episodes and pick up more tips from Michael Coates and Mark Grimes, two serial entrepreneurs in a very positive way who have co-created the Startup Radio Network. Michael Coates and Mark Grimes, thank you very much for being on the 1CA podcast. John, thank you. Jeff, thank you for having us. Appreciate it. We hope we didn't waste your time. (laughs) Not at all. You keep up the great work, too. Thank you. Thank you for spending some time with us. Please subscribe and come back for another installment of 1CA. Until then, be safe and secure the victory.